stay bout it I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy and be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Gang, what is up? Welcome back to another episode. If you're a newbie, welcome to the show. Good to have you in this little community that we're building. Um, But if you're a returning listener, so good to have you back. Um, Look, today I wanted to dive into some really important lessons that I've learned, you know, my own personal journey and experiences, but also to some of the research that I've been diving into in recent years. I think that's really useful for you guys all around human behavior. Now, I'm going to keep this pretty surface level. I'm not going to geek out too much, but I think there's some stuff that'll be really fucking useful for all of us um, that you can apply to really any arena of life. You know, odds are if you're tuning into a show like this, you're probably looking for growth in some sort of area, whether that's you know improving relationships optimizing performance, maybe your fitness and health is important to you, maybe you just want to feel a deeper level of, of joy and fulfillment, potentially you're struggling with some mental health challenges, um, maybe you just want to advance your career. But my guess is there's something you're trying to work towards and my guess is also that you're potentially coming up against some challenges and you're having a hard time navigating through that at times. And so I think by talking about human behavior, why it is that we all do what we do, why we think what we think, why we feel what we feel. I think knowing why and having that context is really important, not just because it's interesting by nature, which I think it is and kind of cool to know, Um, but more importantly, you can get some context to then stop judging yourself when you do run up against these challenges and know how to pivot, how to adjust and continue moving and advancing in that area that's important to you. So hopefully that's not too abstract and you've got something in mind right now that you want growth in. Again, career, relationships, health, finances, routine, overall just fucking joy and fulfillment in life. Maybe just getting from a state of anxiety and potentially flirting with depression to to neutral is important to you. Either way, we're going to get something out of this, I hope. So the conversation, like I said, is around human behavior and without getting too sciencey, this is just some stuff worth noting. And I'd love to know from you guys, feel free to hit me up in the DMs or however you can reach people on the interweb these days. If there's something that leaps out to you from what I'm about to share, if there's maybe one or two ideas that you thought, fuck, that's actually what I need to hear right now. With that all said, let's dive in. The first point I want to highlight, and I've shared this numerous times on the show before, is that humans are meaning-making machines. So what I mean by that, nothing, and I want you to hear this, nothing is inherently good or bad. Nothing inherently and universally across all humans will make you feel good or make you feel bad. Okay, the difference lies in the meaning we associate to things. So quick little example, I think it's a fun one, but it paints the picture. Let's say a group of us 
me and all the listeners, we're going on a group dinner <laughs> that we organize and coordinate. And we book it a couple of weeks in advance. And we get to the Saturday afternoon, it's a Saturday night dinner that we've booked. And for whatever reason, it just has to fall through. Maybe I've double booked myself. We had to cancel the dinner. Now, some people may have spent that previous two weeks in complete isolation. Maybe they're in lockdown in Melbourne, uh, but in complete isolation, they're just craving humans. They need connection. They want to see people. They want to go out. Maybe they're super hungry. Maybe they're craving a glass of wine. And that news to them is going to be devastating. So it's going to be an emotional experience. This is obviously just a playful example, but there's going to be some sort of emotional experience off the back of hearing that news because the meaning that that person has drawn from that is that I'm going to now not get that connection that I was after, that delicious food, that beautiful glass of red, whatever it might be. So it is a negative experience to that person. That's the meaning that they've drawn. Now, conversely, someone else may get that same news who maybe has had a wildly chaotic two weeks and they're just craving a fucking early night to bed with no other humans around. Maybe read a book, watch Netflix, right, whatever. So that news to them is actually quite positive and creates a feeling of calmness and relief knowing that they have this responsibility to go out and meet and greet taken away from them and they can just relax. So- like I said, coy, playful example, but humans are meaning-making machines. So my question to you is, what pain and what emotional turmoil do you experience pretty consistently that maybe you could audit whether you're drawing the right meaning, okay? Potentially, um, relationship may have ended. You may be having a hard time finding or building a, a new intimate relationship. Okay, now what's the meaning that you're drawing there? Is there an opportunity to reframe what that meaning is? Is there an opportunity instead to look at, fuck, what an opportunity to really dive deep into my personal growth and build a level of security within myself and confidence where I don't need the support of other people. I can embrace love and experience those things when they come about, but I'm also rock solid by myself. Maybe you don't have that yet and there's an opportunity for you to build it. So that's just one quick little reframe. Just keep that in mind when you're experiencing some sort of emotional turmoil and it's fucking debilitating. Um just audit. What's the meaning I'm making? What is it that's actually causing me angst? Is there an opportunity for me to change that meaning? You start doing that bit by bit intentionally. So awareness is step one. It may feel a bit awkward and clunky at first. If you do that every day or every time that situation comes up that's not a nice feeling or experience, what does your life look like in 12, 18, 24 months when you've built that habit of being able to reframe and draw new meanings? Right, So we see people that are generally more optimistic in life and there's people that are generally more pessimistic. Potentially, it could be as simple as that the meaning they draw on things is just far more empowering. Maybe you can build that and it becomes so habitual that you default to that state in the not-too-distant future. So just give that some thought. I think it's really useful. Motivation. Oh, I like this one. So often I have people reach out to me or just comes up in conversations uh, around wanting more motivation to do things, maybe you want to start a business, but sometimes you just fall into procrastination. Maybe you want to get fit and healthy, but more often than not, you just don't go to the gym on your way home or you don't get up early enough and you just grab a bag of cookies instead of a protein shake and whatever, some sort of healthy meal. So what what is motivation? I want to keep this really simple for you guys. This is fucking juice if you really get this. If you're wanting motivation, if you feel like you're flat, you feel like that's something that's missing for you right now or or at different times of your life, motivation is simply this. It's the activation energy to either 
gain pleasure or avoid pain. That's it. So if you're wondering why you're not quote unquote motivated enough to take an action or do something or change something, it is because now this can be this can be worked on, which we'll get to in a sec. It is because you do not currently f- believe or feel that there is enough pleasure at the other end of that activity or that action or that decision. So much so that it is greater than the desire of your lizard brain wanting to chill the fuck out. So left to your own devices, you are built to survive and to procreate. We hear that all the time. It's fucking true. So you're not built for success and being a go-getter and you're not even built for happiness. It's just not how we're wired as humans. So you need a motivation to be that the pleasure on the other side of that decision, action, whatever, is greater than your reptilian brain wants to chill. Or if it's not to gain pleasure, it's to avoid pain. Let's just use the getting in shape analogy, whether that's a diet that's needed to be shifted or an exercise regime that needs to be instilled as a habit in your life. Okay, maybe you're overweight, maybe you just don't feel good and you're lacking energy and it's having an impact on all other areas of your life. Maybe that pleasure isn't clear enough for you of being fit, being healthy, which I think is super important to dwell on. So give that some thought. But potentially, the question to ask yourselves is, what does my life look like if nothing changes in five years? And the reality is, and I wish this wasn't so, but the reality is if we don't have a clear sense of how pleasurable that will be in the future to make that lifestyle change, just in that example, we're not going to take the action, certainly not consistently because there is some friction as well, which we'll talk about in a sec. Or if that idea of being the same old, same old, overweight, unhealthy, unenergetic, lethargic, snappy, emotionally up and down, if that I if, if you being that way in five years and nothing changes, isn't painful enough, you're also not going to have the motivation to do what you need to do. So when you're feeling flat or you're lacking quote unquote motivation, just lean into one of those two things. Journaling, meditation, obviously basic practices to get clear on that stuff. Sometimes it just can be as simple as reminding ourselves mentally, what's so pleasurable? Like, why the fuck am I doing this? Remind yourself why you'll you'll tend to execute. Okay. I mentioned before that we're wired for safety and survival, not for success and happiness. Just keep that in mind when you're not really crushing all of your goals. It's just not how you're wired, okay? But we can make some shifts to start moving in that direction. You will almost, you, you, sorry, you will always, this is important as well, another little piece I want to land with you guys. You will always feel some sort of resistance to new things, to change, to putting in effort, to challenging yourself. It is inherently hard because we're not wired for that. We're wired for homeostasis, keeping things the same. This is the fucking key key takeaway. Do not stay captive in that self-limiting narrative that you always fall short or you fall down or you quit when things get hard. When you experience that feeling, let's say you listen to a podcast like this or you watch a motivational show, whatever, you're up and about, the dopamine surge is rife through the brain and the nervous system and you're up and about and you're excited, right? Let's say it's, we'll just stay in the exercise um, example to keep it simple. When you wake up tomorrow, you've made the decision to exercise tomorrow. You wake up tomorrow, I promise you, you're not going to feel the same as you do in the that at the time you make that decision, the excitement's gone. It's just a whole new set of chemistry running through your nervous system. That will happen. What you do next is what's important. 
and the key is to not stay captive in this limiting narrative of like, oh, I was excited, but now I'm not. I'm lacking motivation. No, no, no. You just haven't built a strong enough understanding and the habit of being able to push through those blocks when they do come up, that resistance. It is always going to be there. It doesn't go away. Remember that. You're not lacking motivation potentially. You just haven't built the skill and the habit and the understanding of, oh, this resistance is normal. I just need to push through it. And then the momentum builds. So keep that in mind. Another point to highlight is the fear response and negativity bias we have all ingrained. Listen, we're hyper aware for threats. We assume the worst. You've heard the analogy a hundred times, I'm sure. If you haven't, I'll give you a basic version of it. Humans, if you trace our ancestry back, you know, once upon a time, we were running from saber-toothed tigers. And if we were ostracized from the group in any way, shape or form, or form, we could fucking die. We could fall off a cliff. We could be eaten by a tiger. We could be attacked by a rival tribe. All kinds of weird shit was going down way back when. So as a result, over the years, that gets conditioned into the way that humans are wired. And so we have this hyper-awareness for threats, right? Anxiety is, is in a lot of ways, and there's, again, it's a very nuanced conversation when it comes to anything mental health, but anxiety in a lot of ways is the overstimulation of the amygdala, which is the fear response in the brain, sort of gives you that fight or flight response in the body, okay? And sometimes that goes off. We don't even know why it is. We just feel anxiety, right? We have a negativity bias. So odds are there's something there to unpack, maybe some limiting beliefs or some feelings or thoughts that we haven't explored Conversation for another time for all the tactics on how to go into that. But just be aware when you do feel fearful, anxiety, don't beat yourself up. That is very normal. It's human behavior. It's a fear response. And particularly if you've had experiences in the past, right, conditioning, that's going to have a massive impact too. doesn't mean it can't be undone, but it is going to have an impact. So just be aware of yourself. Stop judging yourself and acknowledge that that fear response is very, very normal. Okay? It's what you do with it and how you manage it and where you go from here that counts. Social species, I mentioned that, the fear of ridicule years and years and years ago, it meant death or some sort of negative outcome. So now when we feel some sort of judgment from friends, family, or even strangers, we put up a post on social media, we don't get the love and affection and attention that we were desiring. There's a certain feeling that comes up. Again, don't judge that experience. We're a social species. We need that sort of connection, some more than others, uh, but just be aware of that, that fear of ridicule, right? over-indexing on what people say, there is a very human behavioral element to it. Just be aware of it. Okay, I find the awareness is really cool because then when these emotions and feelings come up, you know how to interpret them correctly. Just going back to that first point, we are meaning-making machines. Too many people feel the stimulus, the anxiety, the frustration, the anger, the, the fear of ridicule, right? whatever that might be, fill in the blank for you. And the meaning we draw is, oh, I need to retreat. I need to stay safe. The meaning is, I'm going to be hurt if I put myself out there. What if instead that same stimulus came up, which is almost always going to be the case, and the meaning you draw from this is what an opportunity for me to serve the identity that I want, which is to push through challenges, which is to live in alignment with who I want to be, which is to not make decisions based on the opinions of others. Imagine that meaning or that look like for you. We will always choose what's familiar over what's best, Okay. Think about neural pathways in the brain. We will always take the path of least resistance because those neurons that have been firing together will wire together. Okay, so conditioning, past experiences. Yeah, it does have an impact and anyone who tells you differently is silly. However, that does not mean a death sentence for you because change in any way is ultimately about rewiring those neural pathways and reconditioning the same way 
let's just stick with the exercise analogy. You go to the gym or you work out outside, whatever your thing is, consistently enough, you will see the change. And how often have we seen the before and after pictures of someone? They're fat, they're overweight, they're unhealthy. Six months later, they've followed a program, they've exercised consistently, maybe eaten the right foods and bang, they look fucking hot, <laughs> right? I'm being a bit silly here, but you get the idea. We understand that tangible before and after shot when it comes to fitness and health. The same goes in terms of the process for change when it comes to the mental game, how you feel, what your emotional management's like, um, what you prioritize in terms of how you make decisions. Is it based in alignment with who you want to be or is it based on pleasing other people? All that stuff can change. I promise you it can change. But the same way you have to condition the body, we have to condition the mind. So doing the right things over and over and over and over, you will rewire neural pathways and you will make change. So I mentioned at the top that the there's a couple of ideas that'll, I guess, leave you with a feeling of hopefulness. It is that change. It's the process of neuroplasticity, which is a new science, well, newish. In a nutshell, it's ultimately the brain's ability to change, to shift, right? Humans are the ultimate adaptation machine because of our ability to be adaptable, right? Assuming you're human, if you're listening to this, you can change anything you can possibly imagine. Over a long enough timeline, it can be shifted. So just be aware of that. This isn't like rah-rah motivational, sort of get you up and about, and then 10 minutes later, the emotion's gone and you're back to square one. This is just presenting facts about human behavior that I find really empowering, okay? Whatever change you want to see, even if you're debilitated by, um, let's just say your psychology is really all over the place right now, it's going to take a minute. It will. There is some stuff you got to do, okay? But I fucking promise you, that change that you want, it can happen. It just comes with the consistency. So that neuroplasticity is important to recognize. And then the other idea that I think serves and speeds up that neuroplasticity is this idea of epigenetics, which in a nutshell is the impact on how – sorry, it studies how the, the environment and the world around us impacts our genes, right? So there's certain genetic structure that we all have, right, as humans, and then – how our life unfolds, so the family, the friends, the workplaces, the home we live in, like all these things, how often we're in nature, the conversations we have, this all has a dramatic impact on how those genes are expressed. So you want to change your personality. Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. I love his work. <clears throat> you want to change your personality and your default state of being. To some extent, you need to change the expression of that genetic structure. And how we do that is through all those things I mentioned. Where do you live? Can you improve it? What are your friends and family like? What are the conversations like? Is there an opportunity to, obviously, can't change your family. Some have good ones. Some have not so empowering ones. I totally get it. But there's always an opportunity to find new people to bring into your life. So an opportunity to get outdoors and in nature more often. Like these things, over time, you can completely fucking change, revolutionize, revolute, that's a word, your life. Gang, there's so much more we can go through, but there's just a few ideas to leave you with today. Hopefully that was useful. If it was, let me know and put this up on your socials. Tag me uh, on Instagram on, well, that's pretty much the only platform I'm on at the moment, but share it with a friend if you think they'll get value from this chat as well. Just keep that in mind. When you're feeling sort of angsty, whatever that emotional experience is like for you, always fall back on human behavior because it makes it less about trying to convince yourself of something that's not true and a bit abstract. Like you can do it and just like fall back on the mechanics of human behavior because it will serve you when you buy into it and you know how to leverage to your advantage. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. 
If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. It really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.